Hi, welcome to Geek and Sassy. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with the beautiful and wonderful Miranda. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm doing. You're doing it well. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never know what I'm going to say here. Uh, I just never. I mean, it's always a crapshoot. No idea oh, what you're going to say. Thanks, thanks. No. I will say, you had a very sophisticated countdown for us. So, Jenny always counts us down so that we're on the same page, like, mm-hmm. to get started. Mm-hmm. And Jenny's, like, this time was, like, all sophisticated. It was, like, five, four, like, super professional. Like, what? I appreciate not that we're you not saying that. I really Usually, do. but, you know. Because like, on the last episode of Talk and Pop, uh, I got called out for my number ability or lack of. And so, I took offense to that and have sexified my countdown some of us in alabama can count i, I mean Those, i can at least do down from five it's just right i mean that's if i'm having a particularly good day i can go from 10 but mm-hmm. i mean i don't prefer to that's but, just long and drawn out speaking of numbers miranda did you know numbers. that geek and sassy recently celebrated its third birth anniversary Third birth anniversary. Three. Three. Three years. So this is where we start throwing tantrums. Oh my God. Is it? Because typically that that's what happens at three is you become another person. Become another person. Pretty become sure we've been person. doing that this whole time anyway. Possibly. Yeah. But so moving forward, if you're like, wow, they're really angsty. Just remember, we're a three-nager now, mm-hmm. and that happens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, Mom jokes know, for you. Yeah. We, you know, we've had this change. We started a podcast feed, uh, The Jenny Position, which you are listening to now. And we have great plans for it, and we're excited about it, and we hope you guys love it. Um, ugh. But I think that it's, I think it's all worked out well, like time-wise, yeah. you know, like three years into this and we both are still all in and we're both mm-hmm. still wanting to grow and, and find new things, new creative avenues in this mm-hmm. medium. And I'm just, I'm like super proud of us. And I do. Especially our friendship, because it, if you let it, it can take a toll, you know, because it, yeah, it's not always easy if you disagree about something right. or you have different feelings about, I think we should do it this way. I feel like we should do it this way. And then you, one person has to like compromise you have to, you have to compromise point, right you have to be the compromising party which sometimes has been you and sometimes has been me but I mean that's just part of doing something that's a team uh, like a, a partnership you know or a team effort you have to do that and and sometimes I think that it can create some bad will and some resentment mm-hmm. but I'm really glad that we've for the most part been able to avoid that I think we have one and I think people are gonna be like for the most part what happened nothing nothing um actually nothing um but we have witnessed um it not like podcasts 
people that we were like close friends with, but like there are podcasts that Jenny and I have listened to that those people don't record together anymore um, because things like just didn't work out. Um, I've witnessed it on the social media standpoint because I do a lot of our Instagram, social media, and our Facebook. And I've watched podcasts like some of them die because it's not that people don't want to do it together anymore, um, but like things happen. But I have often seen especially from this side of it as uh, you know, I'm in a couple of groups with um, other people that are podcasters and um, at least once a week, twice a week. And these are groups that have like tens and thousands and hundreds of thousands of members in them. And they're like, "Um, so I don't know what to do. I don't know how to tell my co-host I'm not happy anymore. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Like I just, um, I, so I've seen it from like a, a podcaster standpoint of like, um, being part of the podcasting community, not like the listening community, but like the production side, mm-hmm. I've seen it and it's scary. And, um, Jenny and I've had multiple conversations at her house on the phone at my house. Like, um, when one of us wants to change something or has a question or, um, has an idea for an episode. And I think overall it's been really great. We did go into this beginning at, at the beginning with um, uh, some agreements on things like things that we would not discuss. Um, we will privately to each other, but we've chose, there's topics that we chose like not to discuss on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's been beneficial for us too. Not that we have like such varying views that like we would never listen to the other one, but I think laying groundwork, um, or ground rules mm-hmm. and then reminding yourself that, um, this is one part of your friendship, but it doesn't control your whole friendship. Right. And there was a time where you and I texted each other one night and we both like immediately, I think we were texting each other cause we sent each other the exact same text message, like at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like, she'd been super busy and I'd been super busy. I think this is when you moved. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And we both were like, I feel like we only talk about the podcast when we talk to each other. Let's yes. fix this. Yes. Like let's fix this. Because we didn't start that way. We, we began as friends that decided to have a podcast together. Um, and it's grown. And it's, a, it's let Jenny become not more creative than she was, but it showed her she can be and she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this weird, like, I have to have control. And I think that's why we're good friends because we both, like, are that kind of person. We're, like, A, type A. Like, mm-hmm. we have to have control. And we've done other projects together where we do really well at working together. Um, so for like once, both people needing control and actually like, it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, because like you said, we most of the time agree on things mm-hmm. and um, that that's really helpful. And mm-hmm. being able to be really like being able to be honest with each other. Yes. Is, is you know, because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You don't want to, no. you know, say something the wrong way or whatever. But um, sometimes you just got to talk about that shit. And so I think that three years is a good time to switch things up, which is what we're doing. You know, yes. that's what we've done and decided to do. So we're switching things up and we're making things fresh, but still us. Right. Hopefully, everybody has followed along with us uh, to this point. 
<laughs> they're like, why are they just saying nice things to each other about yes. each other? Yes. Because we love each other, damn it. We do. And you need to know that. <laughs> and we're reminiscing. We're getting We wispy. are. Three years. Um, I mean, the, every year we do something a little bit different. And I honestly, I was like, what did we do for our second and first uh, I know one year we went back and went through like yeah our we did clip show and we did clip and mm-hmm. we talked about doing that again but one I felt like um, being work. on the new feed we needed to do something different yeah definitely and sometimes just having a subtle little like hurrah is all you really yeah need. I mean just a, a reflection and um like just you know being happy and excited mm-hmm. about right. what we want to do in the future so for sure. For sure. That being said, uh, on this edition of Geek and Sassy, we will be doing reads, streams, and downloads. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's never anything to watch or to read or to listen to. Um, no, so you no. need us to tell you what's out there and what, what we think there? about it. And, and while some people do actually go to podcasts or um, social media and websites to get that information now um, they like well they like other people's opinions yeah. they hate other people's opinions but they also want other people's opinions <laughs> America hates being told what to do but they want to be told what to do it's like I want to hear what you think but also I kind of hate you right I really don't want you to tell me what I should be watching but at the same time like I don't know what to watch yeah, tell me what to watch yeah. yeah so I mean that's really where we're at um just a real quick reminder, because we promised um, as part of our, like, our birth anniversary celebration, we would give away the tickets to Dothan Fanaticon, mm-hmm. um, which um, at this point, like the winner's already been contacted, um, all of that shebang. It actually is probably like Jenny and I may be enjoying Fanaticon right now. I don't know. Might be. I don't know. We might be. Um, so we'll, we'll talk to you more about that later. We'll have an episode where we go over Fanaticon and funness, or at least a segment. Um, but just as a reminder, we went ahead and did that um, before making the move to the pop feed. So we gave you a little pod blast with some information and announced the winner there. Mm-hmm. But again, um, I just wanted to say thank you for your entries. Um, and I appreciate you sticking around with us. And as a happy birthday from us to you, for this giveaway, we were allowed to award those tickets to our Instagram follower, Pop Goes the Box. So, hope you're having a ton of fun. Um, can't wait to meet you. And, yeah. Pop Goes the Box. I know. I really love that name. I feel like it would also be a great podcast name. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you talk about, but I really like that. a good porn name, really. Well, sometimes your brain goes direction that mine don't. And I'm the one that reads erotic stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm a secret freak, Miranda. Well, I know when people, like, I don't hide that I read the smutty stuff, mm-hmm. so they just assume that I also, like, watch porn and stuff, and I'm like, actually, I don't, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I don't. Know. You just read um, it. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the actual visual. <laughs> like, I like making it in my brain and being like, oh, mama. Like, I need that in my brain. I also don't do it for an arousal point. Like, I genuinely just enjoy that type of story writing, which is not my only favorite, but, you know. Anyway. This is my anyway. most favorite subject that we've ever talked about on this show. 
what? I have so much fun every time I review a smut novel, which is what my husband calls them. Um, so every time I review one, I will get so many text messages and comments from several of our friends that have been faithful listeners. Where I guess one time she got so tickled with you and I laughing at the book that I was reviewing that Bianca was like, What book are you reading? Like, <laughs> what the heck? So I do, I actually, I do like when, um, we talk about them because it's really funny. It's really funny. It is funny. Maybe you'll review the book that I sent you when you had your surgery. Um, I laughed my butt off. Should I tell everybody? Yes. What? Okay. So I did post it on social media. Um, and I tried to record a video where you can't see me, but I'm talking and I'm explaining one of the gifts that Jenny gave me. Um, but my mouth kept like locking up on me. So Jenny was super sweet and she sent me this really awesome gift, um, which I love. Um, she got me tea, which I, I like, I'm this tea fanatic, I'm not really a big coffee person. Love, love, love tea, all different kinds of tea. Um, and she did got me this really cool box that it's got like, I think 10 different kinds in it. Um, I posted it on my social media. Um, my favorite, oh, and I think I tagged you the other night when I was drinking the chamomile, mm-hmm. but, and it's, it's fantastic. Um, like, I don't think I'd even heard of this brand before, so kudos. You found a brand that I'd never heard of and I love it. Awesome. Good. Um, and then there were these socks in there that when you, you ever seen those socks that is like, if you can read this, blah, blah, blah. Um, it says, if you can read this, bring me tea. And there's like little teapots and teacups all over them. But then the piece de resistance. <laughs> you guys have heard me talk about Chuck Tingle before. Um, I briefly explained who Chuck Tingle was in a previous episode. Don't remember the number, so I'm really sorry. Um, but I previously told you guys about Chuck Tingle. Um, so Mr. Tingle, no one knows who he is, actually. Like, nobody does. Uh, somehow got himself nominated for... Um, there's an award that is given to romance writers and you have to be nominated. Now I'm going to knock off everything, grabbing this book you bought me. So you have to be nominated. Um, and he started this whole like Twitter campaign. Reading his wiki page is hysterical. It's just the greatest thing ever. Like his picture, his author picture is like a pencil drawing somebody did. Like (laughs) nobody truly knows who this guy is. And I think at first... He wrote um, one of his books. They're super, super short. Like, this one's only, like, 37 pages. Um, It's super short. Um, He is considered, like, an erotic fiction. Typically, it's male-male gay erotic fiction. They are the most hysterical things you've ever heard of. Um, Read the title of this book. So, this one, yes, this one, it is Space Raptor Butt Trilogy. How can I not send Space Raptor right. Trilogy? And it actually has three different stories in it. Well, it's a trilogy. It is a trilogy. Um, it is three different stories. The Space Raptor Butt Invasion. <laughs> Space Raptor Butt Redemption. <laughs> and Space Raptor Butt Ascension. <laughs> and these books, like, people that read them, they do not take these seriously. I don't think Mr. Tingle, if that really is his name. Which, by the way, our friend Greg was like, that is an amazing name. An amazing He's name. like, that is hysterical. So um, I don't think Mr. Tingle even takes himself seriously. But it was, he he raised all this, like, like 
beef about it and like got people interested and he ended up getting nominated for a Hugo Award, which is a big deal. It's like the most prestigious honor in like science fiction. Um, and then he ended up accidentally getting his name uh, into like a really big romance award too. Oh my God. It's like a joke. Um, so this is a collection of his space raptor stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually always have a human and then in one, it was, like, pounded in the butt by my gay Bigfoot lawyer, doctor, doctor lawyer lover or something. All of them are really funny. Um, one of them is, and some of them are, like, pounded in the butt by, yeah. And then one has to do with pi- ghost pirates that take up home in his balls. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this, reading it for the comic factor is what's the best you know what? Um, I think we're going to have to review that book on Geek and Sassy. I really think we have to. They, It's like the best stuff ever. Yeah. Um, I just, he's got a quote on the inside of it, and I hadn't read it until now, and now I'm like dying. It says, a buckaroo is someone who gets hard even when the world is soft. <laughs> oh, buckaroo. <laughs> That's actually both like. Deep and hysterical at yes. the time. It's very but, um, deep. Yeah, the stories aren't very long. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't take long to masturbate. So, I mean. Well, I mean, I don't know that you would. You're basically laughing mm, at these, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. this whole time. Um, yeah, I just, they are hysterical. The Bigfoot, Bigfoot Gay Lawyer one was probably the one that I was telling you and Tim about, where you were both like, what? Yeah, and um, in full disclosure, I was... That night that I was buying you things, I might have been a little tipsy and um, texting Tim because I couldn't figure out what else to get you. And I'm like, what should I send Miranda? Because everything's food, right? But you can't eat food. Right, I can't eat it. So it's like I'm limited on the stuff I can send you. And he first first thing Tim says, how about a Chuck Tingle book? I'm like, fucking sold. Tim, you are amazing. You're amazing. Tim is such a good friend to us. Got my back, man. <laughs> he really does. But these these are great. Um, and I do think that would be a fun little um, episode for us to review. Even just one story out of here. Mm-hmm. But seriously, if you've never heard of Chuck Tingle, even if this is something that you were like, I am never going to read that. Even if it is like for comedy's sake. You've got to go look up the information about this guy. Seriously, like nobody knows what he looks like. Nobody knows who he really is. And he has so many books. And people now buy them. And he's like, even if they're on Amazon for, I think I bought them for like a dollar. I usually buy them on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like this book that Jenny sent me. I felt like it was well printed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a doctor, like he's Dr. Chuck Tingle. Whether he's really a doctor or not, I don't know. Um, but like about the author in the back of the book, Dr. Chuck Tingle is an erotic author and a Taekwondo grandmaster, almost a black belt. From Billings, Montana. Don't really know if that's true. After receiving his PhD at DeVry University in holistic massage, which is a real thing, by the way, so I don't know if that's true or not, Chuck found himself fascinated by all things sensual, leading to his creation of The Tingler, a story so blissfully erotic that it cannot be experienced without eliciting a sharp tingle down the spine. Chuck's hobbies include backpacking, checkers, and sport. And yes, it just says sport. Um, okay, so. I just had a genius new idea for the podcast feed, so 
Oh my yeah. God, you're going to make me do. I think I know where this is going. I'm saying, stay tuned. I'm going to have to read all the Chuck Tingles, aren't I? Just saying. Just saying. But anyway, this was a fantastic gift. And I posted it in our group. Now, most people um, that know me personally or have listened to the podcast know that I do read things like that. But I there's some things I don't post on social media mm-hmm. um, because, like, my husband's friends follow, like, my husband's not work like friends, but like people that work for him, um, follow me, his big bosses, um, are friends with me on like Facebook and stuff. So sometimes I don't post things like this on Facebook, but I posted this in our group and was like, Ginny buys the best gifts. (laughs) And I shared it in the heaving bosoms podcast group too, because at first this came without the other stuff and it didn't say who it was from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know who sent me this, but I'm really excited right now. And then immediately, like, after I posted that, I texted Jenny, and I was like, did you send me something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How did you know it was me? Who else would it be? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All it was right. great, though. It was great. And I appreciate it so much. Well, it made me laugh. I'm I glad. love you, too. I know that was rough, so I was trying to make yeah. you laugh. At least the problem was um, at the very beginning, laughing actually hurt. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But yeah. This is great, though, and it was fantastic. And um, maybe we'll get into some tinglers for you guys to understand yeah. just how hysterical it is. Yes. But, like, yeah, they're only, like, some of these are, like, 12 pages long. They're super short. Genius. Like, I know. It really is, if you think about it. It, it really is. It's well, he's created awesome. this, um, there's this mystery mm-hmm. and this comedy and this um you fulfill like you check mark so many box doing what he's doing that it's really kind of genius like mm-hmm. i don't know anyway it's like a social experiment <laughs> it really is and he's got people like that love erotic fiction and are like into it because they're like yeah i'm not into it for that reason because there's sometimes where i'm like Whoo, boy okay <laughs> freaking hysterical hysterical all right so. Ah, we got to get into the meat and bones of this episode. We do. Which Um, that was kind of meaty. I mean. You're right. You're right. (laughs) I said meat and bones. What the fuck does that mean? It means nothing. Meaty and boners. Sure. Yeah, this would be. That's what this would be. Anyway. Meaty potatoes, I guess. I'm all fucked up about carbs. I know what you're trying to say. Yes. I know what you're trying to say. Thank you. Um, we're going to talk some reads, streams, and downloads. Miranda, which one are we going to talk about first? Um, I think we should do streams first. Okay, yes. Yeah, I think we should do streams first. So, um, in an effort to keep the Geek and Sassy episodes a little bit more time-friendly, um, we're going to, you know, not try to make you sit here for three hours and listen to us so right i mean you can you totally I mean, can sure, but, but you I know mean, we're trying to work on our presentation and um get things in a little bit although 20 minutes mm-hmm. into this and we still haven't really started uh it's okay the it's show okay. Good. doing well um what streaming shows would you like to talk about um, one specifically that um, pretty much everything streaming that I've done here lately has been through Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I completely watched all of a Netflix original called No Good Nick. 
I don't know if I've mentioned it before. It turned out it's a, like, family-oriented show. Um, young girl, basically, like, her her dad gets arrested, sent to jail. She's in the system. Um, the, the foster parents that she's in, they're really good con artists, so they've taught all the children to be con artists. And she's decided that she's going to seek revenge on the family that she deeply feels caused her father to be in jail. Mm-hmm. So working with the con artist parent, foster parents, she goes to them and pretends to be this long lost relative that like, Oh my gosh, like I'm supposed to like the foster system, like you're going to take care of me. And it's very interesting how that all works. Um, it's got Melissa Joan Hart and, um, Oh my gosh, our beloved Bob. Well, he's not Bob from Stranger. That's what people are like. He's Bob from Stranger Things. And I'm like, he's so much more than that. Sean Aston. Sean Aston and plays the dad. Melissa Joan Hart is the mom. It got, I don't really say two seasons because no, Netflix is really big on this part one, part two thing. Um, so they did part one, part two. And I just found out um, from a post from Melissa this week that Netflix has decided not to continue. Oh. I will say, though, that the way um, they ended part two, um, you feel like there's some kind of closure, but there was still a lot of questions left. I'm sad that they're ending it, but I highly recommend this. It's definitely something that, depending on the age of your children, like if they're if they're still only interested in cartoons, like they're not going to be interested. Um, but they can be in the room, like it's no big deal. Um, it's it's kind of it's wholesome. Yeah, there's con artists in jail and things like that, but it's still wholesome, and it's like the family dynamic and how is she like she's growing and learning. And then um, in part two, you find out what truly happened why her dad went to prison like how did it all really go down and uh-huh. um, so it was really good i am like i said i'm very bummed that netflix decided that they didn't want to continue this this is now the second family style show that they have decided that, that i really like that they've decided not to continue further uh-huh. um so like on a on a nice note because the other two that i'm going to talk about well one is family but like got some hard hit and stuff. And then one is just straight up like a gut wrencher. So I wanted to start with the nice one. Okay. <laughs> um, so I recommend that um, if you read the synopsis and you're not interested in it, like it's probably okay. Not for everybody. And um, the second one is you guys. And I posted on Instagram about this when I was watching through it, but the ranch had dropped in September, Ooh, the yeah. part seven. And um, of course, Sam Elliott, Mm-hmm. Um, Ashton Kutcher is back, and um, my brain has just completely went dead. Um, Elijah Cuthbert? No. Yes, she oh, is back. Alicia. No. Alicia. Yeah. yeah. Alicia Cuthbert is back. And then um, Dak Shepard. That's where my brain okay, was going dead. Dak Shepard, because, you know, they, they introduced him in part. They're doing this one where it's part one, part two, two part three. So this right. is part seven. They introduced him in part six, and he has returned. Um, a lot of people have commented and said that they, they felt like the show is turning into kind of like a soap opera storyline, and not in a bad way, um, but it is, and it deals heavily with um, drug abuse. They're still having all the fam- divorce. This this part seven is dealing heavily with divorce and drug abuse and. Um, they talk heavily about, um, dementia, Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. It's, 
I did not cry in this one as much as I did in part six, which was that when they were dealing with Rooster's death and grieving and birth. And um, there was a lot in that, too. But this one ended on such a cliffhanger that, like I sat here and went, <gasps> like, I, it literally made me gasp. Um, oh, don't wow. want to spoil it because it, it is still so fresh um, as far as, like, drop date. So I don't want to spoil it. But it definitely ended on, like, a complete gasping situation. Um. Some people are going to be su- not surprised with um, other people that they bring back that you're like, really? I thought they were. And it's not Rooster, so don't think I'm, like, giving you, like, a, what? She just said Rooster's back. I didn't say that. didn't say that. But there are, like, little side characters that play more of a prevalent role and reappear. And um, not for the good, necessarily. So didn't need as much tissue. Um, but I think Netflix really made a good show here. Um, Sam Elliott's character, Bo Bennett, is constantly cracking. Like, he is, and it might not be for everybody because he's cracking jokes. He's he's a ranch hand that's hardcore, like, I love my guns, like, mm-hmm. I love my ranch. Mm-hmm. So, it may not be for, it's another one, may not be for everybody, but it's hysterical. Um, regardless of if you agree with Bo Bennett's jokes or not. Um, I think they hit a lot of things that some shows either do it in a way that it's so dramatic and unbelievable that when you look at this family, especially growing, I didn't grow up on a ranch, grew up on a farm, which are similar, but there's a lot of differences that would take me forever to explain. So Mm -hmm. I think that to me, it's realistic. Like you're seeing them go through financial troubles. You're seeing when the farm struggles, you're seeing people that live in a small town that are trying to get rid of, pain using the you know with drug abuse and um you know big corporations coming into small farm communities like that and trying to take over i think it is very topical in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and they i I don't know i feel like they're handling it in a way that it's a family that i know that this is happening to if that makes sense even though it's a fictional like it's a fictional thing um but for me i guess because i have that connection that like oh when they'll, they'll crack jokes about having to get up at a certain time to do something on the ranch. I'm like, you know, and I laugh because I get it. Like, I get it. Um, So, number, chapter seven, part seven, whatever. Is that the Um, last part? No, it's not the final part. They have, they are continuing it. So, they have not announced getting rid of that. Which, um, I was reading an article on the numbers that it produced and, like, the downloads on the first day that part seven dropped. I think it gives... I think there are way too many people watching this that Netflix would be beyond crazy to get rid of this show. Mm. Like, it is dropping some major major numbers. Well, that's good. Um, it is. Because Netflix has been cutting stuff. You know? They have. So. I was going to say, I just read about one um, recently that I was like, oh, Jenny and I will be happy. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, the last stream that I have is... Major trigger warning, so, um, sexual abuse, um, anything along that line, if you can't handle it, you might want to just skip ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a limited series that came out on, um, Netflix called Unbelievable. Oh, it has you watched a, all of it? I did. Oh, okay. I watched all of it in one day. Oh, wow. Okay. One day. Yes. Um. Yeah, so this show is gut-wrenching 
and terrifying. Not it's not a it's not a horror thing, um, but it's terrifying in the manner that after watching it, I actually had nightmares. Ooh. Like, um, I have a really hard time with rape in general when it's brought into a movie or a show. A lot of times, I'm like, "Why was that needed? It wasn't needed. You could have cut that out." Um, we've talked about this before. Like, why I got angry at the new Hills Have Eyes. Well, it's not new anymore, but, you know, the newer one that came out in, like, 05, 06. I got, like, pissed off at my brothers um, because, like, the one of the messed up uh, abomination people raped the girl. And I'm like, why did that even need to happen? Like, you know, like, it did that. Like, anyway, I get really frustrated with things like that, usually in my life. And reading the synopsis, I knew that this what this whole show is about. Um, I didn't know if I would make it through it, but I felt it was very important. Um, it's very timely. It's a true story. <laughs> um, it has a lot of big name people in it. One of the main characters is Tony Collette. And let me just say, by the way, she has moments in the show where I was like, I never realized how pretty Tony Collette actually is. She like, has, not that she's ugly, but like. She's yeah. very striking. Like she has a. Uh, yeah, like a particular look. She does. Yeah. She's she's very pretty. Um, one of the main victims, um, because essentially that's what is happening here. So, I forget the year. I want to say two thousand six, two thousand eight ish in there somewhere. A young lady in, I believe Washington, and they tell you at the bottom of the screen, but that's like not the main. Like where it happened is not important. Mm-hmm. Um. And it tells you in the synopsis, um, so I'm not, like, spoiling it. The other thing is, it's a true life thing, so you've probably read the articles. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, like, 2006, 2008, this young woman who had been in the foster system, and she was at the age and the point where she still had a close relationship with her foster family, um, but it was time for her to, like, move out and move on and become adult. And she lived in this community, um, apartment-type community, where they have, they help. You know, she has a job, she has to report in, she has to, you know, go to therapy. Um, it's a transition home, basically, mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, she lives on her own, she has her own apartment, cooks for herself, all that stuff. And she lives in one of these communities, and um, in the middle of the night, one night, she, someone comes into her home and rapes her, very graphically um, and horrifically, which not all rapes are graphic and horrific. I don't care, you know. Um And it's horrifying, like, beyond, like, I was crying for her, Um, and she goes to the police, and everyone handles a horrific event. If you've ever had one happen to you, like, I'm sorry. Um, Not just that, but, like, any horrific event, because some people never have, but everyone handles horrific events differently, and she goes to the police, and basically what happens is... She tells her story, and she calls the police and tells the story and, you know, does the rape kit and goes to the, the hospital and everything. And the hospital is really cold to her. Like, the way she's treated is upsetting. Hmm. Um, I don't know. They're basically like, and here's your morning after pill, and here's this, and here's this. If you have any questions, call this number. Oh, so it's just like they see this a lot. And right. And they're just, very like. This is protocol. For, right. Like, and it, but it was just very cold. Yeah. Um, and it made you very sad for her because here's this girl that like 
You just took all of her clothes because they have to take your clothes. They have to do a full, like, examination, more in-depth than they do when you go to, like, a female yearly exam. Mm -hmm. They have to take pictures of your body from head to toe. They have to scrape under your fingernails. They have to, like, take some hair from your head. Like, it is – I never realized what all has to be done if if you choose to go and have that – um, that done. Like mm-hmm. if, if you are a victim of something like that and you choose to, um, go through that part of it, I didn't realize. Especially after you've just been like violated and now right, here it is all over right, right. So, and she's reliving it over and over in her mind. Um, and then, so, and the other thing is she had to tell the first cop on the scene, the story. And then the detective shows up. She has to tell him. So now mm-hmm. she's told it twice. Mm-hmm. Actually, she's told it a third time because after she called the police, and they were on their way, she called her former foster mother because she didn't want to be alone. And so she's told her. So she's told the police, the, the 911 operator to get the police there. She's told her foster mother. She's told the, the first cop on the scene. She's told the detective. She gets to the hospital. She has to tell them again for their report. Mm-hmm. So she has to tell them again. Then the lady that's actually doing her examination in the hospital, not the nurse that does the report, asks her again. So... Like, she was violent, and they're like, how long did it last? She doesn't know, because she, like, went somewhere else, right? Yeah. So, I mean, she's now been asked to tell the story of what happened to her less than 24 hours ago six times. And this poor girl is, like, devastated. And she, some of her things change here and there, because she handles it differently, is where I'm going with this. She handles it differently. And basically what happens is two of her foster mothers get together and they're like, well, we had this happen to us and, like, we didn't act that way. Like, there, it's where it's a very good show for everyone, even if you're someone that experienced something like this, because it just goes to show not everyone acts the same way. Not everyone responds the same way. And basically she gets accused by everyone that is close to her of maybe dreaming it or lying to get attention um is there not any physical evidence well is she not bruised is she not she's got bruises around her arms because he ties her with her own shoelaces Mm. he takes the shoelaces out of her like he shows up with a backpack of some stuff but then he ties her with her own shoelaces and uses a knife from her kitchen to threaten her. So police are like, well, why would he show up with this stuff, but not, and because they didn't believe her, they actually never like tested the sheets. They took the sheets. They never actually had them tested. And she, he was, she was like, he blindfolded me. And they were like, well, then how do you, and then she, he's like, at at one point he put something on my stomach and he took pictures. Well, if you were blindfolded, how did you know? She's like, you could hear it. You could hear the clicks of the camera Mm -hmm. and I could still see flashing like, but when she explains it, I guess her story changes just a couple of times here and there. And so people, the two foster mothers that she's close with are like, oh, we've been through, we've been sexually assaulted when we were younger. And that's not how we reacted. She just is acting weird. And then the foster dad that she'd been really close with, who is uh, C.K. Lewis, I believe. He's not in the credits, like on IMDb, mm-hmm. but you know who he is when you see him. Um. And he even says, like, I don't think it's a good idea for us to be alone together because, you know, I don't want to not be able to have other foster children. Right, right. So, like, basically everyone she cares about kind of says she's lying. And so the police bring her back in and they're like, you were, there's inconsistencies and you, we believe you were lying. So 
after being berated and interrogated again for being the victim, and she's the victim, she basically just says, I made it all up. It didn't happen. And they're like, so then they berate her again, and they're like, you know, this is people like you lying about things like this. We can't do our real job. Yeah. Um, and then, so she's like, well, I'm pretty sure it happened. She's like, maybe I dreamed it. And then some people that, like, believe her are like, you've got to go back to the police and tell them you lied about lying, like, that this really happened. And she gets in there, and they make her feel so shitty again that she's like, no, I really was I really was lying. It didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. That's awful. And she ends up getting charged for oh, filing a false report. Shit. Yeah. Um, but in the long run, so years don't, later. Don't in spoil like, it because I want to watch No. Okay. But, like, years later in 2011, um, this is where Tony Collette and another police officer come in. They investigate a string of rapes. And you see those women, they all do behave differently. Um, and, you know, this rapist is more sophisticated and mm. um, things are different. And eventually this all ties together. Um, but it just goes to show, like, and, like, the next victim is treated completely different. Like, the officer that works with Tony Collette, she's very, like, calm and caring and walk me through it and mm. what happened. And mm. they don't question her five more times. They, I mean, they ask her more questions later, but they don't, like, make her repeat it repetitively. Mm. And they believe her immediately. And just different, they just shows the different victims um, through this show. But it makes you very, um, it's very gut-wrenching. It's very horrible and it's horrific. And this poor girl, what she went through, and then you watch what these other victims go through, whether they were believed or not. And it's... It's horrifying. It really is horrifying. Um, and like I said, it it legitimately gave me nightmares. Mm. Like, uh, you know people like that are out there. But when you see it in that manner, and then, yeah, it's just... Tony Collette plays one of the other detectives. And then, I can't remember the lady's name. They work together. And they're fantastic. Um... And seeing them stand up for these people is just wonderful. So, wow. Yeah, I highly recommend it if you think it's something that you can get through um, to finish out the story and definitely find out what happens to that poor young lady um, and everything she has to, to go through and give up and gain back. And mm-hmm. it, it, even if I completely spoiled it for everyone, it's, and I didn't, there's still so much more. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like this is something that everyone should watch unless you just truly are like, I can't do that. Mm. Um, and maybe don't, maybe don't binge it like I did. Maybe that's why I had such nightmares. <laughs> Mine needs to pace it out, huh? Right. Because I did genuinely had like sleep paralysis where I woke up thinking someone was breaking into my home. Oh my God. And you're laying there and you're like, this isn't real. This isn't real. This isn't real. But like, you can't move. Oh so I was like, Oh my God. And not much scares me, you know, yeah, yeah. you know that. Wow. So definitely, um, I think it's kind of on topic. Maybe it was really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. And I applaud Netflix for their, um, yeah. their ability to, to do this because it could have been done really How badly. many episodes is in that? I want to say seven. Okay. 
And it does say that it's a limited series okay. um, at the top. So seven is it. It closes out the story. Okay. Um, I mean, now part of me kind of wants to know, like, how are those women now? Like, mm-hmm. what did what ended up happening? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as for the case and for what happened to all of them, um, it closes that out. It gives you um, the ending and, and how it all played. All so. right. Well. Um, Very deep. Sorry. But, yeah. like, it's something I really wanted to share because, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my selections is very deep as well. Um, oh, but I, but I have lots of shallow things that I can talk about. It's kind of like, oh, I got shallow things I'll talk about too. So I'll, for, I'll freshen this up when, yeah, we're good. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've heard amazing things about, uh, this HBO show that was out several years ago and as concluded, it only had three seasons. Um, and it started in 2014 and ended in 2017 and it is called the leftovers. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So I got hooked on that show. Thank you, Tim Cable. And <laughs> currently I haven't finished season three yet, but I have been sick this week and I've been in this weird land of like, I only want to fuck with leftovers. Like, I'm just in total binge mode and addicted to the show. And have you ever seen it? Um, I never finished it, but I have seen it. Okay. How far did you get? Do you remember? Season one? Somewhere in season, season one? one? So there, yeah. every season only has ten episodes. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, it's fairly easy to binge. And I just got so hooked on it because the premise of the show, which is older, so probably you already know, but the premise of the show is that on October 14th, something like 140 million people uh, just disappeared. So, like, Mm -hmm. and they call it uh, the departure. So, like, and the beginning is just this heartbreaking sequence of, like, all these people losing their mothers or their kids or their wives and so there's you know there's no as far as from my standpoint because I'm not finished with it yet there's no explanation about the departure um or what happened but um I think that's why I maybe took a break on it because I was like oh I, took, I just wanted to know yeah it's a very slow burn um, slow burn in general because um the creator of this show is Oh my God! I always say his name wrong. Damon Lindelof. Did I say that right? I think you're pretty close. Okay, something like that. Anyway, Lind Lind Lind. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's the guy who created um, Lost, which I was mm-hmm. a huge fan of Lost, and so there are lots of similarities um, mm-hmm. to Lost. The more that you watch it, the more that you pick up on some of that. Um, a lot of the same themes, like grief and loss, and there's a definite supernatural aspect to it, but it's mm-hmm. very vague and undefined. They don't like explaining anything that's happening. Um, so if you can't just like go with it, then you're not going to like the show. But if you can just let them tell you the story and just 
see where it's going to go and just enjoy the storytelling and the intricacies of it, then I think that is very powerful because the way that they tell the stories is very non-linear. And what I mean by that is that each episode mainly centers on one character. Mm-hmm. So you, within a certain time frame, you're just with that one character and you see everything that happens with them. And the next episode, you'll see another character and then you'll see where they overlap, right? So you understand where they're all coming from when you get to the culmination of of the season or whatever. Um, so I, I'm, I like that method of storytelling. That's what he did in Lost. Um, mm-hmm. So you get a lot of flashbacks um, and things like that. So, uh, it's fascinating. And, um, I love not nine. Is it like Dr. The guy from Dr. Who's in it? Is he not? Yes. Christopher Eccleston. Okay. It? And yeah. Wow. And that's another thing. The performances are, they're great. Uh, the star of the show is Justin Thoreau and oh my God. Oh yeah. I, I did not, I did not know how hot he is like I knew I thought I knew but yeah but also he is a good actor he really is Mm -hmm. he uh he looks like he's gonna cry most of the time which is you know not bad but he's just very emotional right He, Mm -hmm. he has a lot of a lot of turmoil like inner turmoil and he does a good job at um at kind of setting that on a low boil where you can just kind of see it beneath the surface, you know, even when he's trying to do normal things. Right. Right. But then he has to end up doing a lot of unnormal things. (laughs) So, uh, it it just slowly wears on him and you can see how it, how it wears him down. But, uh, it's, it's fascinating. I can't wait to see how they end it. Uh, I don't, when the show was popular, I kind of remember it being, like, a big deal at the ending. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like there's going to be something pretty good at the end. Um, I think I have, like, seven episodes left. So, I'm getting in the home stretch. Did you know that the guy um, that produced it, um, Dan, there, he is the one that's producing the new Watchmen series? I did know that, yes. And I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about the new Watchmen series, but... And, and I will admit the trailers have been eh, kind of yeah, lackluster. Yeah, yeah. But if, if, and a lot of people have a lot of feelings about how Lost ended. I've come to terms with it over time, so it, it doesn't bother me as much as it does other people. I still love Lost because that was an amazing show. But if, I'm, I'm curious if he takes the same uh, storytelling approach to Watchmen that he does with Lost and with Leftovers right. with messing with the timeline and what you see when it's very strategic as as an audience member what you know and what you don't know. Well, he seems to have a niche. Like yeah. he's got this little area carved out that he seems pretty good with. Like you said the parallels between um what I do remember of the Leftovers and then I didn't watch Lost, but it's one of those like 
you didn't have to because your friends were going to tell you mm-hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> prior to social or media. try to, yeah. Right. Um, or, or try to tell you what happened. Yeah. But the parallels are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely created himself this little um, this little hole that he's, like, good at. He's good at. So if you missed that when it was popular, it's worth a watch. And if you're sick for, like, a week, um, definitely just do that. Just binge it and there watch you go. it. Um, the other show that I want to talk about, which was so weird because I had no intention of watching this show. I just put it on one day when I was working on other stuff. It's, uh, season three of Scream on Oh, Netflix. the, like, um, the, that came on MTV? Yeah. I used to love that. I, I, I don't know what happened to it. I think another, somebody else picked it up, I think. Yeah, because, like, I accidentally got hooked on the first season. And I actually thought it was really good on the MTV. I did too. Yeah, I did too. And I remember watching one and two, but I don't remember a three. So yeah, I put on three and like I said, I I was just going to do other stuff and then I got sucked in and it's, you know, it's a scream premise. There's a ghost face killer Mm -hmm. and there's teenagers. It's just, it's just like fun. Like it's sometimes you just want something like scary, but not like. Horror, not right? Know, and like it's kind of funny, and um, Kiki Palmer's in it, and I adore her. Or she was, they didn't they have her in Scream Queens as well? Yes, one time? she was in Scream Queens. She's so cute. Now, is it the same people? Do you remember? No, from, no, they're like okay. anthologies, so you can. They're all oh, separate. so now season three is completely separate because season one and two were the same people. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so you don't have to really know anything going into it. And it had a pretty good twist, um, like these do. I just ended up watching all of it. And uh, so usually, you know, once you find out who the killer is and all that jazz. But I thought it had a pretty good twist and a good ending. So that was just a bit of unexpected fun for me. So is this now a Netflix original or is this? Because I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not not on MTV anymore. Probably not. I'm not sure actually what they've doing what they're doing with that. I'm definitely glad you said that because I didn't. I was seeing an ad, but I was like, "Oh, how's that possible? That ended." But yeah, I'm glad you said that because now I'm like, "Heck yeah!" And that's it for me so far. Um, anything else you want to mention? Streams before we move on. Um, did you decide if you are gonna try to partake in American Horror Story because? It is kind of like your favorite um, thing this year. I'm going to do that for sure. Yeah. I had to watch NXT on that night, you know, that that it came on. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. I highly recommend it. So far, far, what we have, you know, I continued my tradition I started last year. And we're doing American Horror Story Watch Night. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went, like, real cheesy and all out. And I got, like, a blood spatter, like, because the Halloween stores are open. Mm-hmm. So I got a tablecloth that was, like, had blood spatters and then, like, little plates that looked like they had blood on them that helped Aww, me. Cool. Um, Yeah, we had tomato soup. <laughs> we had buffalo chicken dip. We had salsa and uh, chips. We had... <laughs> so, yeah, there's a common theme. This year is slasher. Or a slasher theme. It's not. It's not what it's called. It's called 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, slasher theme. And there's already like a well-known. He's not the like the 
killer, the bad guy. But um, you get to see briefly um, the Night Stalker. Oh, awesome. So they're throwing some real things, which they're known to do. Um, so they're throwing some, like, real events in there. So I recommend it so yeah. far. I mean, you know, it's one of those, like, it's not making me go, you know, don't let me down. But I did watch the preview for the other Ron Murphy show that you mentioned in our um, fall TV extravaganza mm-hmm. thing. And it is set at a high school of some sort. I will be watching that because the whole trailer is, like, the extended one that I finally got to see is so true, um, kind of, and the, the reason I thought about this is the guy you were talking about, that he's kind of created himself a little, like, area, and that he's good at that. Mm-hmm. Ryan Murphy is good at what he does. Yes. Um, and it seems like with the um, the one that you were talking about, where it's, like, the presidential election at the high school, is very similar. Mm-hmm. It's just, so, I'm yeah, highly looking forward good. to that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, all right. What about Reed's? Um, so for reads, I've been heavy auto booking it. Mm-hmm, of um, I can do it and work. So, you know, it yeah. works. It works well. I've worked on another one of the Agatha Raisins. Um, that was one that I told you guys that there's like 30 of them mm-hmm. and it was reread up to like number 10 or so. And then it was like, okay, I'd never read these. So I'm on to the ones like I've never read. And this one was, um, Love, Lies, and Liquor. Nice. Right, it's really, um, they had, you know, the show that I'm also watching, they had an episode that was based off of this book, because they jump around, and they don't necessarily stick to, like, the show is, um, enough different than the books, um, so this one is, they, there's an episode to go along with this one, it's great Agatha Raisin hijinks, if you're familiar with the series, um, by N.C. Um, Beaton, highly enjoyed it, um, and then I finished book two in a what's supposed to be a trilogy as far as I am aware. The third book is supposed to come out sometime in November. Um, It is considered a YA. It's The Wicked King by Holly Black. Um, It is very fae and fairy oriented. I think I may have talked about book one before. I don't remember if I did or did not. Um, But she is Um, She lives in fairy. She is a human. She has, one of her siblings is half fairy um, because her mother was first married, is a human, was first married to a fae. Um, And when she decided she couldn't live in the fae world because they are are very cruel. Um, It's not the fae that you grew up thinking of, oh, cute and, and, you know, like, fantastic. No, they're very, um, they can be very cruel to humans. And so the mother, like, skips. Fairy finds a way to escape, has children, gets remarried, that kind of thing. And at some point in book one, like very early in book one, he comes and takes all the children from her. <laughs> and oh, it's like, man. if you can't, if, if I can't have you, no one will kind of thing. Mm. And so one of the children is his. The other two are human. And then when he returns to Fairy with all the children years later, he has another fae child um, with his fae wife. Um, now, pay wife. So she, this is a continuation of that. She has forced the one young man to take the throne, take the crown, um, and she is controlling him. Um, there's a there's a way that you can control someone, um, and she has control. Humans, fairies can't lie. They cannot lie. Um, humans can. 
and she's used it, but humans can be glamored um, to where they can be made to tell the truth. Um, They can be forced to do things, horrible things. They can be forced to think a jail cell is a a lustrous, grand, amazing room with a four-poster bed and that the salt water that they're drinking is like the best water and that um, the decaying food they're eating is like the best food in the world. So fairies can really fuck with you basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the second book, like he, she's got him on the throne and she's trying to make this work and there's a lot of political things going on, um, in for their world and she's navigating through them. And I don't know, she's kind of really a badass. Um, I think I love this book so much because it reminded me a lot of the Throne of Glass series that you and I have talked about, like, just privately, um, that my D&D character is based off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's it's just a really good series. It's, if you're into YA or if you're into, like, the fae, fairy kind of thing, highly recommend it. Holly Black um, is just a great, she builds a world that you can really get into. So I definitely recommend it if you, even if you don't like why, I'd say just check it out. Um, it's really, really good. And book three comes out, I want to say, November. Awesome. So, yeah. Uh, another kind of surprise for me, I was just kind of randomly looking at Audible one day and came across this book called Harley Merlin and the Secret Coven. And that is not normally something that I would try to read. That's cool. But I think I was just in a, in a, like, I want to do something different type mood. So I started that one. And it was pretty interesting because uh, it's, it was very Harry Potter reminiscent because um, a girl that knows that she's different because she has some ability, Mm -hmm. uh, she can... Um, like she has, she's an empath, so she knows what people are going to do. Like she can kind of intuit their feelings, their emotions, not mind reading really, but, um, but she has used it because she's an orphan. So she has used it to like basically get herself through. Um, and then she, something happens one night, she founds out about the magical world. And then the thing that... I mean, the writing isn't blowing anybody away or whatever. Uh, the the female, the main character, Harley Merlin, is pretty, like, sort of basic. There's not, she's not super compelling, but she's not, she does have a couple of things that are a little bit different from a typical, like, book that you would read like this. Okay. Um, so, it, it, it kind of hooked me. And they're... The way that they power their magical world is completely new and different than anything that I've heard on any sort of magic story. Uh, So that was another element that kept me going on that one. And um, so it was pretty good. I would. What did you say the name of it was? It's called Harley Merlin and the Secret Coven by Bella Forrest. Okay. That sounds like something I would really enjoy. Yeah, I, I thought of you. Um, when I was reading it, but, uh, it's, it's not bad. Is it, um, all ages or YA or it, not I would, sure? I would call it more YA. She's in her early twenties. So okay. yeah, it's, you know, kind of scaled up a bit from like a Harry Potter. And actually I hadn't looked up any sequels 
I don't know if it's a series. I was going to ask or... if it was standalone or a series. I would feel like this has probably got to be a series. Um, oh, according to Audible, there are seven, seven. Haley, or yeah, Harley, excuse me, I almost said Haley, um, seven Harley Merlin, Merlin books. God, I can't wow. talk about Okay, well, I'm just barely yeah. scratching the surface then. Well, um, yeah, so that's a pretty good one you can check out. I'm hoping to be reading some more comic books here coming up soon. Same here. Yeah. I'm a little behind and then, um, you know, you go through spurts where you like, it's not that you're not, you don't want them, but you're, you're it's not where your interest is at the moment. So right. it's kind of where I've been. Yeah. I, there's a bunch of things that I've just been eyeing for like a year. Um, like, Same. you know, just, I want the trade to come out, you know, because I can't do, like, weekly books anymore, so. Um. No, I'm kind of with you. At one point, I really loved going and pick up that weekly, weekly pool list and, Me like, too. us, we would post pictures of our pool list and we would text each other about, what'd you get, what'd you get? But I really like the um, the trade option, not yeah. just for a financial standpoint, but, um having a better chunk of the story, mm-hmm. um, more time too. Yeah. Like, I don't know why trades are longer, but I seem to have more time to devote to a whole trade versus, um, a book here, a book here, and a book here, right, and a book here. Right. So, yeah. okay. so for sure. Um, all right. The only thing we got left is our downloads. Um, so I just want to say thank you like a thousand times over. And I already posted this on our social media accounts, but the podcast you recommended during our fall TV mm-hmm. um, show for the real life ghost stories, yes, is uh, amazing. Yes, I told you, like, I knew you would love them. Even when there are some episodes where I'm like, I am genuinely creeped the fuck out right now. Um, the Banshee one, believe it or not. Yeah. And I think it's because, like, my family is Irish. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it was, like, a story of my homeland. <laughs> I, I, I know I never actually lived there and I've never been. But, like, a, for, like an ancestor point. Like, it was really cool because it was a story into um, the lore of my ancestors. Um, but, like, it was creepy, too. Like, super creepy. Yeah. I love um, the way that Emma reads the stories and... She's very um, I, I love dance reactions. I like how he's he's so calm and he's like, Yeah, that would scare me. I do not want to do yeah, that. Yeah. I and do. she's like, I'd just be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> and all that accent of hers is great. And I love that they say shite. Yes. So that may be a thing, not making fun of them, but you mimic people that you like. Yeah. Um you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh and you have to you do have to listen sometimes because their accent is not thick as in, like, I can't get through this. It's amazing. But you do have to, like, sometimes, like, I'll go back and be like, what did she say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you kind of yeah. have to, like, have an ear for, like, the English phrasing, you know, the way that they say yeah. things. And words are different here or there. Right. And, yeah. I, I guess watching as much foreign television as I do, a lot of, right. a lot of like, yeah. British and Australian, yeah. um, I, I, like, pick it up but still sometimes you have to be like what and they'll um, explain it too they'll be they like, will you know, they really will yeah so and they're good about doing it in a way that they don't make you feel dumb like they know that the american has most of their listeners are american and they know that right and they're really good about explaining it in a manner that they're not talking down to you because you don't understand that phrase or that word yeah it's just um so it's really cool it's really cool if you um 
they always review a movie, like Jenny said, and that honestly to me is like the most comical part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Jenny invited me to this closed group they have on Facebook for like all their fans. I've only been in there like three days and I'm already highly entertained. We actually mentioned T- Chuck Tingle in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a comment um, conversation that Jenny started on there. Um, but yeah, super entertaining. And yeah. so did you become a Patreon? I actually did today. You did? Good. I did today. What I love about their Patreon is that, and she even mentions this on the most recent episode, they it's $5. They don't have other tiers. It's $5 mm-hmm. because they feel like it's it's the price of a cup of coffee and they don't want to ask any more of people. Right. And I'm like, that is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I did. I became a Patreon today. It takes a lot for me to become a Patreon. Me I'm too. Only a- there's like, only one other. Um, you guys know which one, but there's only one other that I'm a Patreon of. And so uh, for sure, I, I had to like because I decided to um, to finish all the regular episodes, which I'm caught up with, and so then I had got to go back and binge all of the Patreon episodes. Which was I'm not cool. caught up. I skipped a few here and there yeah. because at the moment I was like, okay, well, I'm listening to this before bed, so I'm going to skip this one. Yeah. Or um, I think because I got so creeped out and had bad dreams the other night, I think I'm going to go on to this one. Ooh, this sounds really interesting. <laughs> so I did actually like skip a couple here and there with yeah, every intention yeah, of, of listening. You definitely can. I, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, so in listening to them um, or in listening and being heavy with a podcast here lately, I listened to one like completely finished. It's got two seasons currently. I want to say about eight episodes a season um it's called hell and gone mm-hmm. I think I've heard um that so one. yeah i um i found it because of another podcast i was listening to had a um like oh my god an ad for it um each season's unexplained murder death something in the first one it's actually She's kind of sort of from the area originally that she goes back to in Arkansas. All of them take place in Arkansas. Um, The second season, it's um, a case where the young lady died in 1984, I believe, from suspicious circumstances. Mm -hmm. Are you there? I think I'm having Southern Alabama um, internet issues. You're kind of in and out, mostly in. Okay, good. Mostly in is better than mostly out. Mostly out. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's it. It's all takes place in Arkansas, season one and season two, two separate cases. Um, but she's a private investigator. Her dad is really I cannot remember, but he's like way well known in Arkansas for his police work as well. Um, and she really digs into trying to find the answer to. These mysterious deaths. The first uh, season one is definitely murder. Season two is very just mysterious. The girl falls off of a porch at a party in like 1984. And nobody really knows why she died or what happened. And there's like all these theories. And it's just really interesting. All right. Cool. Just, yeah. What's um, I thought you'd you? like that one. Hell and Gone. Hell and Gone. Making a note. Yeah, I thought about you when I was listening to that one. I was yeah, like, I thought Jenny like would like this. Something I like. 
the one I wanted to mention was, it's, I mean, it's pretty popular, so probably most people have heard of it, but I just wanted to give it a quick recommendation. Uh, it is called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Um, I've been a big Conan O'Brien fan for basically my whole life. <laughs> like He's been on TV like a long fucking time. He really has. And uh, I just really love him in the podcast format uh, because he is extra always. Um, but he, I really like the way that he riffs with his assistant because in the beginning uh, they usually do like a little opening and he'll talk with his assistant and then like the podcast producer and uh, a lot of it is just nonsense, but like really funny um, stuff about her and their relationship, her being his assistant and whatnot. Um, And then there are celebrity interviews because the whole premise is that Conan needs a friend and um, they're, they're really, really good uh, interviews. I was going to point out a few of my favorites uh, the 36th episode is Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which was really Funny. good. Really good. Uh, the Billy Eichner episode was good. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Love him. That was amazing. Like, that guy, is he like the perfect person? Like, Right? I mean, he's so fucking charming and like smart and friendly and mm-hmm. funny and I'm like, why are you very creative? Like why he's so are you creative. amazing. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's a really good. A uh, Bill Hader one is really funny too. Um, so check out Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Hmm. All right, I'll tell you what I need, Miranda. I think this time, my friend Jennifer would like some nerd eye candy of the moment. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I don't know how good I am at the NPR voice, but it makes no. You're doing good. I like it. Um, We can't do this segment without that voice. Oh my god, who goes first? I think you go first because, like, for the first time maybe in our three-year history, I'm wavering on my decision. Yeah, and not sure. My decision has been firm ever since episode one of the Leftovers. Because, my God, Justin Thoreau, I mentioned it earlier, but it's worth repeating. I had a sneaky suspicion. I knew I was not hiding it well. Um, (laughs) But it's amazing because, like, he's, like, super hot season Mm -hmm. one. And then he gets hotter in season two. And then in season three, he has a full beard. And I was like, nope. I cannot handle any more of this. I texted Tim. I was like, he has a full beard. What am I going to do? You're like, what am I supposed to do with this? I mean, how am I just going to watch him being all hot? I I just, I don't know. I kind of am with you. Like, I don't, I don't know how one handles this. And look, he's naked in that show quite a bit. I saw his dick. Okay. I'm just saying. That takes a lot of cojones, no, like, puns or jokes, like, it wasn't intending. But, like, not everyone can just flop this out, man or woman. Not everyone can just show their dick. Whether it's, 
whether you think it's pretty looking or not, or whether it's a nice size or not. I'm just saying, like, it's not something that, like, it's a comfort thing, right? Like, it's, like, that's a big deal. So, like, Hell I'm yeah, impressed. that's a big deal. I, I haven't seen it, but as in, like, I'm impressed as in I'm impressed <laughs> in it. But, like, I am kind of really impressed when somebody, whether I'm, like, or ooh, when yeah. it happens, because you're, like, man, like, I don't know how they do I, I really don't know how they do it, because you have to film this, like, whole scene, and you yeah, have yeah. to, like, not let the wind affect, you know, <laughs> that, or not, like, think of something that would accidentally give you an erection, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot that goes into that, so yeah. I'm always, like, really, like holy cow, not, well, on both levels, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. gee. Yeah. 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 I like it. We're both like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same moment. Dicks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a pervert, Miranda. Uh, sorry. I was actually like paying compliments <laughs> to people that are like able to get through that. Like, that's a lot. It is. A lot. It is. Uh, I, I admire their sacrifice and their hard work. Especially Justin Rose. <laughs> he has a couple of sweatpants scene. I'm like, Jesus fuck. We've had this we've had a deep discussion about this before. Cause remember I had the whole like I remember. Um, yeah, the lady yeah. that was Yeah. She wrote the book called uh mm-hmm. and I because uh, I and I don't I didn't actually read read it and review it, but we, we got on the topic of it because um I'm in her reader group and I was like, yeah, sweatpants season. And you were like, what? Yeah, that was, yeah, you turned me on to sweatpants season. So it's your fault. Yeah, you don't realize it's a thing and then it just like happens. Yeah, it's my favorite season of the year now. So I think, I think I know. I think I'm good. Okay, what you got? Um, so... There's been a lot of discussion because I really wanted to just go to Zachary Levi. Like, if I could just always talk about Zachary Levi, I'd do it. I think we've like, all done that. We've right? both done that. I'm telling you, every time that man goes live on Instagram and, like, he talks about something, like, he's on there talking about mental health or he's on there talking about, like, less fortunate people. And you're like, God, could I fall anymore and my dad? <laughs> and he and my husband have major similarities. So I'm like, oh, my God. You know, um, anyway, you're going to have to help me with the last name because for once Miranda brain, well, I must for once Miranda's brain just doesn't work yeah. sometimes anyway. Let's see what I can do. All right. So I pronounce words for you. You help me remember. <laughs> um, Tom, he was in Smallville. Oh, Welling. Welling. I wanted to say Welford and I was yeah. like, that is not yeah. right. Um, so he has been the subject mm. of. A lot of uh, things in regards to um, what may or may not happen later in in episodes or series on CW. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he's supposed to be reprising his um, Superman role. His um, that is amazing. Smallville Superman role, yeah. and like it made me go remind me like oh I should rewatch Smallville because I really loved it so much when it came on. You know, I've never it seen like, it. Uh, well, I've, I I've, think we talked about this. Yeah. You were like, how many episodes do you own? I think we talked about this once. I started watching it, but I didn't get far. Um, I watched it when it came out originally. Mm. And loved it. Mm. Um, and I think he has aged well. 
Oh, yes. He's hot. And I think he fits perfectly yeah, I, in what they're doing. He's, yeah. He's like, Stephen Amell hot. Like, yeah, he, he is. he's, yeah. 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 I just hope that he, like, when they have him reprise his role in whatever capacity, because we know it's a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope everybody's not like, okay, so um, when you bring him back. Am I? I do hope, but I don't hope. You know what I'm saying? Backdoor pilot. Just saying. Right? I don't know. Because at the same time, I really like the guy that currently plays Superman yeah, on yeah. Supergirl. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. But, yeah. So... He's, totally. he's got that. He's got that chiseled uh, Dean Winchester, a little bit. Which yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he he done been hot. You know what I mean? Like right. His whole life, he done been hot. Yeah, and, I mean, well, he was a hot teenager playing right. yeah. Superman when we were teenagers. Right. Yeah. So you know, it makes complete sense. It does that we're now like, and now he's a hot adult. Yeah. He's hot adu- like. He all got people, salt and pepper beard. I mean, that's oh my just God. Like, and I think that's what does it. Have you noticed, like, even um, like Stephen Amell has got like little, mm-hmm. little, a bit like all these guys that that you and I find like super hot and attractive. They're all getting like tiny little bits of salt and pepper. And then I'm like, oh, well, my husband is. So maybe that's why. Like, we're evolving into like what we're like. Oh, it's like we get older. Maybe that is it. I, I mean, because I, yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. all about the gray beards. And I mean, I always thought he was hot, but, like, I don't know now. Like, even, like I said, the comment I made about Zachary Levi, like, seriously, mm-hmm. every, like, he gets a little bit grayer, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add him to that list, too. I mean, I'm graying, so <laughs> maybe that's why I'm attracted to men that are also gray. <laughs> I just think they look better, you know? I, I just think they look better. They do. It's like fine wine. And I would have not thought that when I was younger. Mm. I would have been like, well, for a man with gray hair, he's hot. But now I'm like, (laughs) can you you put gray hair on him so I can see what's going on? Like, let me see. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. I'm pretty proud of this. Me too. We're wrapping it up. I know, I don't even, like, I want to be like, all right, Jenny, how long we've been going? But then I'm, like, scared to ask, too. No, we're doing good. Doing good on time. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. We hit our goals. Um, All right, so if you want to talk to us, you can tweet me at Jenny Cruz 2814 And Miranda is at Moms a Nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go on the Facebook page for the Jenny Position and for Geek and Sassy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Geek and Sassy also has Twitter and Instagram. Instagram's my favorite. We got a lot of interaction over there. I yeah. appreciate it, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right. So, um, you know, just uh, also, I do want to talk a little bit about. Um, Still, our friends and our family at Place Me Nation, you should mm-hmm. still listen to all their shows uh, on the wrestling feed and especially on the pop feed. And um, keep supporting those shows because we love them so very much. For sure. Right, so, thank you for listening. And even though we're on a new feed, you're always welcome for talking. <laughs>